Good morning, truth. Every now and then, God will totally flip a message that he gave to me to deliver to his people. And this is one of those messages. Initially, this message was to address just the importance of walking in truth. Well, we serve an all-knowing God, and he knows that there is someone under the sound of my voice that needs to hear the love component side of truth as well. So being obedient to the word of God, here we go. My mother used to say, it's your little red wagon, you can pull it or push it. This was her way of telling someone that how they utilize their free will in making decisions and choices for their life would come with a weight of accountability. The real truth about truth is it weighs much less than lies. See, lies get heavier and heavier because to sustain one lie, it will oftentimes require that another lie and then another lie be added to the equation. And before we know it, we have a wagon filled with bricks of lies. And then we're trying to pull it up a dirt road. Some of us need to accept the truth about some of the people we engage with daily. You know, those that you call your friends, those that you call your boo, those that, you know, you're trying to get to know. Then some of us also need to deal with the truth about ourselves. The truth about our faults. The truth about our abilities and our inabilities. And all of us need to set the standard concerning every aspect of our lives based on God's truth. See, pulling that red wagon is equivalent to going against the truth of God. It's equivalent to creating our own truths. Daniel 10.21 tells us that the word of God is truth. And in Isaiah 40 and 8, the scripture says, Grass may wither, flowers may fade, but the word of God will stand forever. The truth about truth is that its value is rooted in consistency. Its value is rooted in longevity. And it will outlast the trends of this world. And when it comes to love relationships, we have to exalt the value of truth in order for our relationships to thrive. We can be as hopeful as we want, as patient as we can be, and even as prayerful as our faith allows. But know this, God will not denounce the truth of his word for you or me. His principles and standards will not adjust or be customized to suit our various situations. Because the moment God adds a twist or a turn or an exception or a clause to his truth, he then becomes a God who is unreliable, inconsistent, and no longer worthy 
of our praise. No longer a God that we can trust. Where we tend to trip up is we exalt our own truths, which are usually clauses that we have added to the word of God. You know, exceptions and explanations for why God's word is not necessarily relevant to our particular situations. Now, I'm not going to spell out every self-devised truth Because in all honesty, we know every aspect of our relationships that are not pleasing in the sight of God. We know the lies we tell ourselves about our relationships to pacify and soothe the sins that we have become comfortable with. We know. But remember, lies require more and more to sustain and to stay afloat. But while disregarding the truth of God, we find ourselves embellishing lies about who we are, who God has called us to be. We embellish in lies about who someone else really is. And to top it all off, we begin to create create illusions of love while simultaneously violating the mandates of the very one who is love. And that is God. And then we look up and we find ourselves in relationships that don't develop God's ordained purpose for our lives. As a matter of fact, we find ourselves in relationships that lead us down paths that fall contrary to what God has purposed for our lives. We find ourselves in situations that prove emotionally unstable of no substance that is based on flesh, materialism, selfishness, the world's standards. Some of us find ourselves even in relationships that are degrading and abusive. Why? Because we begin to embellish and accept lies rather than exalt truth. Embracing truth requires accepting who someone is completely today. Meaning you have to either embrace the complete truth about them or bask in the lies of an illusion of who you want them to be. And yes, no one is perfect. And everyone has the ability to change. However, you have to be able to accept the person in their now. Compatibility is recognizing our imperfections and blending with another's imperfections. And any imperfections that you hope will change will require you and or that person to truthfully look at the imperfection. And if the imperfections is in another, they have to desire to change. And not for anyone other than themselves. Because before anyone can love and be satisfied with another, they must love and be satisfied with themselves. 
There's an old proverb that says, to thy own self be true. Some become duped into believing that marriage will fix all of the imperfections that a person brings to a relationship. The first lie we have been duped into believing is that God is more satisfied with us getting married than he is with us living together unmarried. Here's a news flash for you. God is no more excited about us living in sin than he is about us making a mockery of what he has proclaimed as holy. And that is holy matrimony. We must understand that marriage is holy. It is a three-chord strand with God being the strongest and most prevalent strand. We must understand that anything that God is part of is strategically purposed. So entering into marriage for the sole purpose of correcting our sins without receiving an ordained purpose from God for the marriage and the building of his kingdom is equivalent to forging God's name on a covenant he has not approved. When God gave instructions and told man to be fruitful and multiply, it wasn't about having babies and increasing the population count of the world. It was about the building of his kingdom producing a bunch of babies outside of God's way and God's will and then teaching them nothing about the word and the will of God is a blatant violation of his command. We serve a purpose for God. The truth about truth, who is God, is every aspect of our lives will either work towards the building of his kingdom or against it. Another thing we have been duped into believing concerning marriage is that it will drive the unfaithful to be faithful, the selfish to be generous, and transform a liar into a truth teller. These are all characteristics that need to be addressed, worked on and laid at the altar and committed to before entering into marriage. Unfaithfulness, selfishness, and lying are all characteristics of an unbeliever. Entering into holy matrimony is a covenant for believers and should never be taken lightly. In 2 Corinthians 6 and 4, the scripture reads, Don't be unequally yoked with unbelievers. For what fellowship does righteousness have with iniquity? What fellowship does light have with darkness? Marriage is the yoking of believers, walking in agreement and living according to the will and the word of God for the building of God's kingdom. I opened this message with a quote from my mother. And I'm going to close it out with a story about my dad. I remember being in attendance at a wedding ceremony that my dad performed and his words always stuck with me. 
But I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't apply them to my life. Because like some of you, you hear it. It's like, ah, it doesn't fit my situation. You know, you come up with the exceptions and the explanations of why that doesn't work here. You know, I know that may be God's plan and what God said then, but it just doesn't apply to my situation. But let me tell you, I have paid a price for ignoring his godly wisdom. My dad was what many called a straight shooter. One who didn't mince his words. And at this wedding that I witnessed, my dad told the bride and the groom how beautiful and sharp they looked. And he gave them a little insight, telling them that now tomorrow and next week, that beautiful gown and that tuxedo will be gone. And he told them that they would be left with just each other, absent of the grandeur of the day. But this is what got me. He went on to ask them to face each other and to look into each other's eyes and to ask themselves an honest question. If this person loses their hair or lets their hair grow out, if this person never changes one thing, if this person never overcomes not even one imperfection, if this person never gains any more wealth than they have right now, can I stand here before God and profess that I will still love them all of my life? That is a huge question and requires an even larger proclamation. Some think that that is too big of a promise to make to anyone, but it really isn't. It is just a declaration of unconditional love a commitment based on untainted truth. When we talk about truth, this is truth. 1 Corinthians 13 says that love rejoices in truth. We tend to lie to ourselves when we enter into relationships with expectations of change and even growth. Now both change and growth can be wonderful. But our love should not be contingent on anything other than the person we profess to love today. And I hear some of you saying, no one is perfect. Exactly. Love, compatibility, and marriage are about two imperfect people using the flaws and the imperfections of each other to create a masterpiece an extraordinary piece of art, unique and different from any other. It is about their flaws fitting in and surviving in the midst of your flaws. It's about having the ability to look at another's flaws and it be no big deal to you. Looking at their flaws and, and it doesn't anger you, accepting their flaws and it doesn't tap on that nerve. And I hear some others saying, well, opposites attract. 
That is a saying that is straight from the pits of hell. As it actually declares that the exaltation of deception, the exaltation of the world's attraction to what does not fit God's plan. Opposites attract because most do not submit to God's will. It's not a badge of honor or a declaration that we should accept. In Amos chapter 3, the word of God asks a question that is to be answered with just common sense. And the question is, how can two walk together unless they agree? Two with opposite goals and mindsets can never accomplish anything productive and can never be influential in adding to the kingdom of God. It's pretty hard for two to walk as one and travel north and south at the same time. So as I think back to that marriage ceremony, I understand that this is why my dad called for the bride and the groom to enter into matrimony, standing firm on an unconditional love and making a vow to walk in agreement while totally acknowledging and embracing each other's imperfections. God is truth. And if we embrace anything that goes against his standards, that goes against his will, that goes against his way, then we have boldly accepted lies. In Matthew 11, God says, come to me. We're talking about the God that is truth. He says, come to me and I will give you rest. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Going against truth tends to make our lives more of a struggle than it needs to be. Remember, when you start your day with truth, blessings throughout the remainder of the day is inevitable.